In the book of Ruth, Naomi has to make a should I stay or should I go decision. She also needed to give her daughters-in-law a choice too. What dilemma or conflict does your character deal with early on in your story? We're going to look at this and much more today. Welcome to a Writer's Day podcast. Hello and welcome to a Writer's Day podcast. My name is Ruth Douthit and I'm an award-winning author of books for middle grade readers, currently working on my first woman's fiction. I'm the current president of Christian Writers of the West, the Arizona chapter of ACFW. We meet once a month in sunny Scottsdale, Arizona. We are an eclectic bunch of writers. Some of us have been traditionally published, self-published, and others are still dreaming of that day when they will be published authors. This podcast is about writing tips, analyzing different stories from literature or film, and I tend to interview award-winning authors here. Next, I'll be interviewing award-winning, best-selling author, Rachel Hauk, and I can hardly wait to ask her questions about her books, herself, and what it was like to have one of her books made into a movie. So welcome aboard. In this episode, we're going to be continuing our look into the book of Ruth and how God used some amazing literary devices in this book considered literature. Yes, this short story is considered literature by scholars all over the world. And once you analyze it and read it, you too will see why this beautiful story can help you become a better writer. So grab your favorite beverage, a comfortable chair, kick back and relax as we discover more amazing truths in this book of the Bible, the book of Ruth. Okay, where we last left off, Naomi had lost her husband Elimelech and her two sons, and now she was stranded in the foreign country of Moab, with only her two daughters-in-law as company. Realizing that she could never survive in Moab, Naomi leans on a promise of God. She had heard a rumor that he had visited his people or attended to his people in Bethlehem, meaning the famine had been lifted. So, she has a decision to make, quite the dilemma. Should she head back and cross over the Dead Sea to Bethlehem, quite the trek for a woman of her age, or should she remain in Moab and try to stay alive there? Now, for a woman without a husband or sons, she was pretty much going to be destitute. She also understands that her two daughters-in-law have a decision to make as well. Should they go with her or remain? And she tells them, you know, I'm older and I could not have any more sons. And even if I did, would you wait around for them to grow into men so that you could marry them? Of course not. So she tells them to stay there as she leaves. One daughter-in-law, Orpah, realizes this probably is the best, and so she returns home to her people and to her gods. But Ruth clings to her and makes one of the most beautiful speeches in all of scripture, 
saying that wherever Naomi goes, she will go, and her people will be her people, and her God will be her God. And she even gives glory to the God of the Hebrews. So let's look at your story now. Do you present a dilemma early on in your story where your main character must make an important decision? And this decision will reveal quite a bit about who she is. Well, your story does need that dilemma. Your story needs that conflict early on that, that connects emotionally with your readers. Now, your character may not deal with as much as Naomi and Ruth did, but they must deal with something that's of great urgency. Now, Naomi's decision isn't just going to affect her. It's going to affect Ruth, too. And that's how your story should be, too. The decision your character makes at this point should have an effect on all of those around her. It's that urgent. Now, let's look at the setting again of this story. It started in Bethlehem and then changed to Moab, and now we are returning to Bethlehem. Now, the setting of your story isn't just the place where it takes place. It's the time, the era, or the environment as well. So think of some very famous stories like The Great Gatsby that was set during the Roaring Twenties, but also in the socioeconomic spectrum of America during that time, there was typically the very, very rich and the very, very poor. So that era had a unique connection to the main character in this story. And then you have Star Wars, of course. It was during the time of the Great Empire. The Imperial Senate had dissolved and the Empire had taken over the universe and was lording over the different planets. And it was also at the time of the Rebellion, a small band of people who had joined together to overtake the Empire. And that's when our story takes place. And think of when the Godfather took place. That was right after World War II, a great time of prosperity in the country. So it made sense that that's probably when the organized crime would have taken off and grew in power. And then one of my favorite stories, Jaws. This story takes place during the 4th of July weekend. Not much to us, but to the people of Amity, very important. They relied on tourist dollars. And that was not the time to have a great white shark terrorizing that town. And during the book of Ruth, remember it was the time of the judges, a time of great apostasy among God's people. Disobedience had caused a famine in the land. And now Naomi and Ruth are returning back to Bethlehem after they heard a rumor that God had visited or remembered his people and lifted the famine. Bread was now possible. And they return at the time of the barley harvest, a very significant time to the Jewish people. Now, what about your story? When does your story take place? Not just where, but when? What era is it? What's happening in the country at that time? And why did you set it during that era? It should have a significant meaning to your story and a connection to your main character. So how does Naomi react to hearing about Boaz? That's the first mention of our hero in chapter 2. Boaz is connected to Naomi, a relative of her late husband. 
so he could be her kinsman redeemer, a very significant relative, one of great wealth and influence who could basically save her life. She is destitute with no husband or sons. Now, she's much too old for him to marry, but she looks at Ruth and realizes, hmm, maybe there's a match here. So now there's a decision to be made. Ruth asks Naomi if she could go and glean the fields of Boaz. Naomi thinks, hmm, this is a great idea and this might be our chance for Boaz to see Ruth for the first time. Now think of your story. Each chapter should have this pattern of a conflict, a dilemma, a goal, and a decision that has to be made. So really, each chapter is almost like a little book in and of itself. A beginning, a middle, and an end that sends your reader to the next chapter. So what action does Ruth take? She goes and she gleans, and that's when Boaz, our hero, notices her. Now Boaz in this story, remember all the foreshadowing, Boaz represents the Jesus figure here. He notices Ruth. She is set apart from all the other workers. And what about you in your Christian walk? Are you set apart? God sees us too. And our obedience, which is the theme of this book, our obedience matters. Now Ruth, in her action, reveals this theme beautifully. Boaz orders Ruth not to glean from any other field but to stay close to his female workers. Why? For safety and security. Remember what God said in Deuteronomy 28 to his people. If you obey me, blessings. If you disobey me, cursings. Now the land had just come out of a great time of famine because of their disobedience. So Boaz, remember, the Christ figure is asking her to be obedient. And what does Ruth do? How does she respond? She bows to him and obeys in humble gratitude. So let's reflect on your own story. What is the theme in your story? Are you making sure you're dropping hints along the way so that the reader can figure it out on their own? Remember, don't tell, but show the reader what your themes are. Now the conflict and the dilemma of this scene. Do not go. That's what Boaz tells her. If Ruth obeys, she will have the safety and security of being in Boaz's care. But if she disobeys, well, she will be in danger. So Ruth has a decision to make. How does she react to this order by Boaz? And how does it contrast to the reaction of Queen Vashti in Esther's story? Remember, she refused to come to the king. She disrespected him and was kicked out of the kingdom. How did Esther respond? She was obedient and even risked her life to appear before the king to save her people. So think back to your story. How do you respond or react to God's orders when he tells you to stay or go? When he says, do not do this. We personally have a decision to make, don't we? Now Naomi also orders Ruth. She tells her to go into Boaz's tent late at night and to lie down in the corner of his bedding and wait for him. This was a highly unusual request. 
one that could ruin Ruth's reputation if she obeyed. So with this strange request, if she obeys, her reputation could be in question. There's the dilemma. If she disobeys, her relationship with Naomi could be strained and she really relies on Naomi for her whole life. She knows nobody in Bethlehem. So what's her reaction? Ruth doesn't even question it. She completely obeys Naomi. Now think about the story you're writing. Your character may have to do something strange that goes against her culture or her worldview. This kind of conflict and dilemma is widely used in literature and in film. Think of Harry Potter. He just wants to be an ordinary high school kid, go to the dance with the girl that he loves, you know, etc., etc. But he can't because the conflict is character versus destiny. He's been told that he's the chosen one who must ultimately defeat the evil Lord Voldemort in some showdown to come. But he doesn't want to. That goes against everything inside of him. But yet, at the same time, he has this scar on his forehead that reminds him of this destiny all the time. So there's that inner struggle, that inner conflict that he must deal with. In Star Wars, we have Luke, who is just a farmer. Yeah, he craves adventure, and he's a dreamer. But when faced with the dilemma of actually going on an adventure with Obi-Wan Kenobi or staying home... What does he say? No, 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 I can't go to Alderaan. I have to stay here and help my uncle. So there's that dilemma, that inner conflict. He craves adventure, but when he's faced with it, he hesitates. Same with Jaws. Sheriff Brody left the crime-ridden city of New York to come to this small town of Amity, this island town, where he says they haven't experienced a murder in something like a 100 years. So it's peaceful, it's quiet, perfect life for him and his family when all of a sudden he has to go out onto the ocean where he has an extreme phobia and deal with this menace, this killer shark, in order to have that peaceful life that he wants to have. If he doesn't do it, more people are going to die. If he does do it, he has to leave his comfort zone and go out and face his terror. With Pride and Prejudice, we see it too. Lizzie has such a prejudice against Mr. Darcy's wealth. She has to go outside of her worldview in order to be with him. And vice versa. He only desires her in spite of her family's low socioeconomic status. Both of them, in order to be together, must swallow their pride. You can see this type of storyline, this theme, um, is very popular. Having your character deal with having to go outside her culture norm or worldview to do something strange and, you know, unfamiliar might be the dilemma or the conflict that you need in your story. Do you have your character going against her reasoning or worldview? It does make for an interesting conflict. The decision your main character makes will reveal much about his character. Who is he? Well, we can tell by his actions more than just his words. Ruth's character is revealed. She is obedient and submissive. Even when she's asked to do something she has no idea about, she does not understand the culture at all. She still does it. She trusts Naomi completely. And she also obeys Boaz, a stranger. 
and she is very grateful and humble to him. She is trusting of a custom and of a God she does not know. She doesn't fully understand it. The result? Boaz calls her a virtuous woman. He honors Ruth and redeems Naomi. She will be taken care of for the rest of her life. Now think about your story. It may not have such a happy ending, but that's okay. You're in control of how it ends. With this plot, Naomi is changed. You can see her plot arc. She goes from being a happy wife to a destitute woman. She calls herself Mari or Bitter. And then at the end, thanks to Boaz, thanks to Ruth's obedience, she is saved and joyful in celebrating Ruth's child being born. So in our next episode, we'll wrap up by looking deeper into what occurs with Ruth and Boaz and Naomi and how this foreshadowing points us to Christ, the coming Messiah, the King of Israel, the High Priest, the perfect sacrificial Lamb of God. Such a beautiful book. I hope that you've learned a little bit more about how to use literary devices, how to follow the structure of the decision that has to be made, the dilemma and conflict. All of that must be revealed in each chapter. I've learned more about writing, and it's encouraged me. I hope that you've been encouraged as well. So next time, we'll go deeper into the book of Ruth and compare it to our own writing journeys. Thanks for joining me today on this episode, and I look forward to the next one. Until then, remember, keep writing, keep going forward on your journey, and God bless.